drum, this song is going to be like life, and life is whatever you choose to make it. Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role joy plays in our own journey. Welcome to episode 125. This is Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. This week's podcast interview is with Fred LeBlanc, the lead singer and drummer of the band Cowboy Mouth. If you've ever been to a Cowboy Mouth show or listened to their music, then you're familiar with their contagious energy and their love of joy. Fred has been on my list of people I'd been hoping to interview for a very long time, and it was a total treat to get to talk to him about love, joy, resistance, intuition, faith, and energy. The funny thing for me is that it's hard to summarize this interview. Fred shares about his divorce, about some of the difficulty he's had on the financial side of Cowboy Mouth, but he also dives feet first into what has brought him joy, how he's purposely gotten back in touch with joy when it seems elusive, and how he follows and uses energy in his life. And he talks about intuition and the power of positive thinking in ways that just blow my mind. In short, it's a conversation that weaves through the nuances of joy. And I feel so very lucky to have been able to dig deep with Fred and to get to share it all with you guys this week. Before we get to the interview, I want to first say welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. I am so very glad that you are here. If you are new to Jumpstart Your Joy, I'm Paula Jenkins, and I'm a certified life coach, project manager by day, a retreat leader, and I created this show in September of 2015 to share the inspiring stories of people who choose joy in their own lives, even when it seems like the most improbable choice out there. If you want to find out more about the show or about me, my website is jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can find show notes with all sorts of links about Fred and his band for this episode at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash Fred LeBlanc, L-E-B-L-A-N-C. While you're over at the website, be sure and sign up for my newest free item. It's a retreat planning worksheet. As a retreat planner for 11 years, I really love sharing what I've learned with other people. And I whipped up a worksheet for you guys to get started. Plus, there's a great series of posts to give you the groundwork for planning retreats. And you can find all of that directly off of the homepage on the right-hand side. Also, if you're brand new here, you'll find some great interviews with other inspiring people. If you enjoy this one with Fred LeBlanc, I've spoken to Danny Wood of New Kids on the Block, Chris Guillebeau of World Domination Summit, and Dave Asbury of Bulletproof Executive. And this season, Vitaly Beckman of Penn & Teller's Fool Us was on, along with Andrea Owen of Your Kick-Ass Life and Amy Smith of The Joy Junkie. (laughs) So there's so much goodness over at the website. You can find all of them on the archive page. And I hope you'll go and check them out. So without further ado, let's get on to the show with Fred LeBlanc. I guess my first question would be, what were your earliest sparks of joy? What did you love most as a child or in school? Um, When I was a child, uh, music really did it for me. Mm -hmm. But it was um, was a a very, it was a real kind of a visceral thing. I was born deaf because of some deformities in my hearing canal. And my uh, my lungs were underdeveloped. I was three, so my folks had the idea to just lay my head on stereo speakers and just crank 
music because I was like 80, 90% deaf. I couldn't hear anything. And so the old family story goes that I started, I started being able to sing before I could talk. Mm-hmm. And music has always kind of been my first communication. And, you know, some of my earliest memories are, you know, picking up a guitar, learning how to figure it out, picking up drums, you know, and just and getting them on a very intuitive level. Mm-hmm. And I really, yeah, I understood from an early age that playing music was a way of releasing energy. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people who are interested in listening, you know, my gift isn't being a performer. My gift isn't, you know, being a musician. I just understood at a very early age that I, I had the ability to move large amounts of energy in a very almost effortless way through music, but, you know, also through my personality and stuff. And it was just something that really came to me. I mean, I've worked on it, obviously, you know, I mean, I had talent, but you got to put the work in to turn the talent into a skill and vice versa. And so, it was one of those things where doing that, learning that, feeling that, and being able to do that gave me a, a lot of joy. Gave me a lot, a lot of joy. So that was probably the first real spark of joy in my life when I started playing music, probably around like five. Mm, that is so wonderful. And did you just pick up a guitar or drums? Like I understood them intuitively. Yeah. I really understood them intuitively. I think it probably has a lot to do with being exposed to music at such a formative age. Yeah. And having it be my main source of communication, you know, somewhere I just figured, you know, I just knew what to do. Yeah. Because music doesn't really run in my family or anything like that. It was just, it was just really kind of a, I mean, I picked up a guitar, I could still do it. You know, my <laughs> ex-wife talks about going in the music store with me and me just picking up an instrument and just playing it. And she's like, I didn't know you play that. I said, well, I don't. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, it's a very intuitive understanding that I've had for a long time. So. That's amazing. It sounds like it just spoke to your soul. Yeah, it did. It really did. And you know, I came from a pretty, um, I came from a pretty volatile household. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I got older, you know, I went through, I fell through all the traps. You know, the angry young man. You know, mm-hmm. you know, pissed off teenager. Well, I try to accomplish anything because you know, everything's gonna fail. You know, the whole, yeah, you know, nihilistic approach to life. You know, why try because it's all gonna fail. And then at some point, you know, I, I really I loved, you know, rock music, punk rock music, but I really loved, um, you know, a lot of the punk rock that was going on. But it got to a point where it seemed to me that that was a speeding car headed straight into a brick wall. Yeah. It's like, okay, what next? What now? You know, what now? And I wasn't really given answers that really sufficed in terms of school society, things like that. You know, my, my feeling is that, you know, you go through a series of realizations in life that are designed strategically to make you lose faith. First of all, you know, the whole, mm-hmm. the whole Santa Claus Easter Bunny thing. And then, you know, and then you get out of high school and say, okay, well, listen, everything you learned in high school is bullshit. You know, and then if you go to college, it's like, okay, you really, we have this country, but really the rich run everything and they're really kind of scary. And we have laws, but they don't apply to everybody, mostly just you. Right. And, you know, it's just this, it's a steady breakdown of belief, right? Mm, yeah. And I think it might be the con- conspiratorial side of me, but I, I don't see that as a, as an accident. Cause it, I see like, it's, it's not, it's not faith in and of something, a God, a government, a family, and an outside entity. It's the idea of faith, the act of faith. Right. The act of believing is the strength. The act of believing. What does it say in the Bible? It's, it's you know, 
you know, without faith, you know, there's not much else. And I mean, I've found that many times in my own life as a performer and as a person, you know, in in those moments when you have faith, you actually are able to take extra steps that you couldn't take before. You know, Mm -hmm. like what's what's the old soul song? uh, People get ready. uh, You know, faith is the key. And that's that's the whole thing. That's the energy of faith. That's the ability to find that faith and the ability to exercise it. And that's kind of one of the things that I make the whole Cowboy Now show all about. You know, it's the ability of having faith in this moment. This moment is great. The show's not, is the show's great not because I'm performing. You know, the show is great because of what you're going to put into it. No matter what you do, if you feel self-conscious, you can say, well, I don't look anywhere near as stupid as crazy as that guy. And they can point at me. <laughs> so... You know, but it's it's that kind of thing where, it, you know, the idea, the energy of faith, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, the nature of God, the nature of the greater. Mm-hmm. And then when you realize, you know, one of the great realizations of my life has been that, you know, I, I grew up in the Catholic tradition, hence all the craziness. But, you know, that God, you grew up in the tradition that God is an outside entity who created you and just throws you on this giant rock. And, you know, here are all these rules and here are all these crazy things that... uh that I know they con- I know they contradict each other, but uh, you have to follow each one of them. And even if you think of not following each one of them to the letter, uh, you're going to hell. But yeah. he loves you. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's like okay. I saw this uh, video on YouTube. This you know this kid who's supposedly I mean you know it's YouTube, so you never really know what the real deal is. But the kid is like some uh, sort of uh, physicist genius, you know, thirteen uh, year old kid, and, and you know he tried to. He, he's coming up with, you know, some sort of definition of God. He said that, you know, God is the energy that created us, the energy that flows through us, and the energy that is us. Those types of things, you know, once I started realizing and looking at the whole nature of being alive, the whole nature of faith, you know, then it came the nature of joy. I mean, you know, because there are the great rock and roll, destructive, self-destructive stories have already been written. Anything I do would just be redundant, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, why not find a different way? Why not find something that strengthens you? And I joined a band in the mid-'80s, a punkabilly band called Dash Rip Rock, which had made a lot of noise on the East Coast, a little bit on the West Coast. And um, we were doing very well. You know, the whole thing was, uh, like, the, the main guy was a very angry guy. He was a very negative guy. And that's where he got a lot of his fire and his energy from. And it was very successful, made a lot of money. We play the packed houses, but at the same time, I realized if I keep doing this, this is going to kill me. Right. I need to do something. I need to come from a different energy here because if I'm just playing from rage, at some point I'm out. Right. And then I started kind of looking back at the whole idea of joy. One of the best books I ever read was um, I, I really got into like Norman Vincent Peale's kind of stuff. This is back in like the late 80s, early 90s before the Internet. Mm-hmm. And so I, I found some of his stuff, you know, like the power of positive thinking and all that type of things. And, you know, those things are very easy to make fun of from a distance. But if you if you look into these things, you know, it's it's the nature of faith. It's the nature of where to put your energy. It's the nature of where to put the energy that you're getting, you know, and, and to understand that basically you're not a victim. Right. Yeah. None of us are victims. You know, there is, as I say, you know, nobody on this earth has it easy. It's easy. Some people have it easier, but nobody has it easy. We all go through pain. We all go through separation. We all go through mourning. And the idea of taking something, taking a rock band and taking it from a joyous perspective and doing something with a slight spiritual leaning 
but that wouldn't be confrontational and, and in your face, at least not in terms of like so many of the religious things these days. You know, believe our way or you're going to hell. No, believe our way or you're going to hell. No, believe our way. It's like, <laughs> it's just like, look. And when I first formed Cowboy Mouth, I didn't, you know, I was going to be the front man, and I'd never been a front man before. Mm-hmm. So, in, so when I first started, I didn't want to do the whole, hey, let's get messed up, let's pop everybody drunk out, everybody party crazy, blah blah blah, do a bunch of drugs. I just, I'd seen that that was just a dead end, yeah. you know, literally. And so, I started, you know, I was reading some Norman Vincent Peale during the time, you know, I started the band because I found it really inspirational, and I found it gave me. It gave, me a, it gave me a good source of energy, which I wasn't really expecting. I was like, wow, this is really lightening me up. This is really giving me the fire I need. And so in between songs, when the band first started, instead of saying, hey, you know, we're going to party or everybody's get fucked up or this or blah, 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 it'd be like, hey, believe in yourself and anything's possible. All right, this is the next song. Boom, boom, boom. And, <laughs> and I noticed that it had a very tangible, immediate effect. I mean, the response was just overwhelming. Yeah. People were just like, wow, that's different. That's really, you know, people really got something out of it. And I was like, okay, well, go further. Take this thing further. Take it further. Go further. And, you know, it got to a point where, in addition to the music, in addition to the show, we were known for, for our energy. Well, you know, I've seen, I've seen our shows, you know, on video, and, and I like to think we're really good at what we do. But the energy doesn't come from us being crazy or insane. The energy comes from the joy and the enthusiasm that we put into the performance and the joy and the enthusiasm that we're able to remind people of through our performance, through what I say on stage, in themselves. You know, mm-hmm. My theory is that people don't go to a Rolling Stone show to see Mick Jagger. They go to a Rolling Stone show to hopefully be Mick Jagger. Mm-hmm. And at a Cowboy Mouth show, I'll just let them know that it's okay to be Mick Jagger. All right, what's your second question? <laughs> no, I love it. Well, and I, I love that you recognize the energy thing because I think so many people miss out on that. Like, even when you talk about somebody that works, you know, in an office, recognizing that. Point oh, yeah, which... definitely. Well, it's, it's, it's easy to, it's easy in this life to get bogged down. Mm-hmm. To understand, you know, faith is, you know, putting faith in something is, is faith in something unseen, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there are many times in my life when, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen, and all I had was, you know, my, you know, my testicles and my, <laughs> you know, my 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 belief in myself, you know, right. and that gets severely tested. But you know, the, uh, you know, the whole thing is just energy is everything. I mean, if you put even if you put a piece of steel under a strong microscope, you'll see that ultimately it's porous. You know, right. how we see the world, how we view the world through our eyes, put them through another pair of eyes, and they see it completely differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, like a lot of quantum theory, quantum uh, physics, you know, there's a lot of understanding now that we live simultaneous existences within not only the same soul, but in the same place, you know, mm-hmm. in the same physical space. It's just that we interpret this space differently than somebody or something else would. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, energy is a very, very tangible thing. I've seen it. In my life, I've seen it happen so many times to where whatever energy you put towards something is the energy that, you know. That you get back or that, that you extend that you and that blows up more or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I've been able to do this for damn near 28 years. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, am I the most successful or famous? No, but I still get to do it my way. And, you know, there's got to be something in that because I've been trying to put out this positive energetic vibe all this time and you know, i'm still able to do it so yeah 
Well, and I think that's interesting too, is the, that understanding that this is where you want to be and that this is what you love doing yeah. and you get to do it and seeing yeah. the gift in that. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. yeah, some, some performers, some people, well, you it doesn't to, matter you, your craft, but you might decide differently. No, no. and there were, there've been times when I couldn't stand what I did, you know, because it would, I'd get burnt out, mm -hmm. you know, long tours and things like that, or, you know, you're having money problems and things like that. There are real reasons to be afraid and worried and everything. And it got to the point where, I didn't like playing music, but I was stuck doing it because it was my job's the only way to make money. So I, I had to teach myself how to fall in love with what I was doing again, you know, and I had to kind of look at it from what do I bring to the game here that I love? What, what about a character control that I love? Okay. Well, you know, it's not going to be money because money comes and goes. It's not going to be audience response because, you know, yeah, people genuinely and generally like what we do. But you can't depend outside of yourself. You know, you can't, you can't look outside yourself for your own satisfaction. Otherwise you'll be chasing your tail for the rest of your life. And it got to the point where I had to, I had to figure out what exactly do I enjoy about playing the drums? What exactly do I enjoy about performing you know, the energy? But like, you know, it got to the point where I was like, okay, what do I enjoy? And I really, I realized that I really enjoy the feeling of a drumstick in my hand, just hitting the drum, just hitting it, just the feel it of hitting that, just that power. Mm -hmm. And once I really allowed myself to enjoy that feeling again, that feeling permeated. It's like, wow, I really enjoy playing this song. And then I really enjoy playing this show. And I really enjoy doing this again. And once I was able to kind of find my joy in what I do, even though it was minuscule, and it didn't change things in terms of the situation, there were still the same problems. But it was the perspective I looked at it I was able to put a better energy into it. And once again, what you put into something is what you get out of it, ultimately. So I was able to kind of find that joy through finding the most minute thing and then allowing that feeling to permeate through the rest of the activity. Mm -hmm. And all I did really was just kind of change my own perspective, change my own view. You know? mm -hmm. I love that because and it's so, I don't know if you've, went, if you've read Wayne Dyer, but it's so like when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change and it it oh, is yeah. so true and and I love that you just said that it can go back to that thing the one thing you love even holding the drumstick or whatever that is for somebody that that can inspire an entire well, avalanche of other things exactly exactly and it all permeates but you have to you have to relearn how to look at things that you do it's easy to get worn down it's easy to it's easy to bitch it's easy to complain anybody <laughs> can do that those those energies are very uh, contagious yes you know I, yeah, and, and I hear some song lyrics in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you heard that, huh? Yeah. Okay, uh, but uh, but I think you know it's it's for me it's just trying to maintain that joy, you know, and finding that joy and understanding that whatever it is out there that we call God or the universe or whatever, we're as much a part of it, and it's as much a part of us as we are of it, and taking that that understanding and that energy. And actually using it to benefit yourself and the people around you. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, there's a lot of joy in that. There's a lot of, there's a lot to be said for understanding that you're as much a part of the world as everything or everyone else is. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I wonder if we could also talk about your song, I Believe, because I, sure. it's a total favorite and it's so multi-layered. Right. I mean, it feels mm -hmm. like a love song to your city, to the saints, to your fans, mm -hmm. kind of that celebration well, of freedom. Uh, you know, the... The Saints, the Saints line was just thrown in. You know, we threw that in the year yeah. that the Saints were looking for the foot uh, for the Super Bowl. You know, mm -hmm. it was, it was kind of silly. 
But the song in and of itself was, um, uh, well, what do you want to know about it? Yeah. Well, I guess the thing, the second half of the first verse, I believe it is about step inside the endless moment for a subtle touch of grace. And I've always found mm-hmm. my strength yeah. inside the act of faith. I mean, you've talked about that mm-hmm. a little bit here, but I don't know. What does that mean to you? How how would you further describe that or how it fits into the song itself? Okay. Well, the lyric is, what's you going to do with the restlessness inside your worried mind? How are you ever going to get ahead when you feel so far behind? Well, step inside this endless moment for a subtle touch of grace. I've always found my strength inside the act of faith. It's the act. It's the it's the action right. of faith. You know, taking the action, and then the the course is I believe in the spirit of rock and roll. I believe in the spirit of rock and roll. It's not saying I believe in rock and roll. Rock and roll in and of itself is what it is. You know, but it's the spirit behind it, the energy, the joy, the passion, the rage, all that stuff. I believe in what's behind it in and of itself that created this. Mm. Whether it's Little Richard or, you know, The Clash or Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. I believe in that feeling, that need to express, you know, mm-hmm. and the eternal strength of the immortal soul. And it kind of speaks for itself, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Because uh, sometimes everybody's just kind of let it go, you know? I mean, yeah. you know, and that was just kind of a nod to, <laughs> nod to myself. So. Yeah. But I think the verse, the verse of the song, the verses of the songs kind of deal with doubt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the choruses, I'm like, okay, these are the things I know. These are the things I believe in. All that could change, but, you know, these are. this is where I put my energy. This is where I feel I get my most energy from, whether it's something innocuous like the old rhythm blues duo of Santa Dave to get a new one to be in my home, or I believe in the power of love. Right. You know? Yeah. Because I do. Yeah. I mean, because that is, you know, who's the woman that wrote that? She wrote a book. She's the woman who came up with the five stages of grief, yeah. Elizabeth Kugler-Roth. In the same book, she proposes the idea that there are really two, only two emotions, and that every, all emotions are shadows of these two, and they're either love or they're fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if you think about that from a very basic level, it's a very pressing thing to say. A very, you know, it's a, you know, because everything is either a shadow of love or a shadow of fear. And what is fear? Fear is the absence of love. Fear is being angry, being scared because of your lack of connection to the source, to the light, to the greater, whatever that is, whether it's you know, out there in the world or in yourself. You know? So, I mean, the song, I believe, wasn't necessarily about these are the things I believe. It's it's more along the lines of the act of faith. Right. You know, this mm. is what I believe in. And ultimately, all these things that I believe in, they're things that I love, so they're the things that make me stronger. Yes. You know? I believe in times you got to take a stand. You're holding my heart and you're holding my hand. You know, whether it's my whether it's my girlfriend or my kids or something like that. You know, that it's an act that's way reach beyond it. the initial whatever the initial exactly. outward thing is. That there's also a yeah. connection to something act, way deeper. Yeah, act is short for action. Yeah. You know? mm. So you, you mm. you're taking that step, and you know it's the faith that gives you that step. Yeah. You know, it's the faith in yourself, the other the you know the feeling whatever it is it, you know that's the thing that gives you the strength to walk the bridge that you don't see that's beautiful thank you thank you for diving into that with me because yeah it's one that gets played loudly and uh sung along with at our house often so. well play it on the podcast baby <laughs> i'd love to it'll come up next I think the other thing that I love that you've talked about is kind of the catharsis that comes from being able to play after difficult times for people. I know you've talked yeah. a little bit about mm-hmm. playing after 9-11, and I know 
you know, after Katrina. Uh, I don't know if you want to share some of those stories about sure, what sure, happens yeah. and, and how that, how it's just what people need sometime to give in to joy or to, to be able to let go of whatever is feeling so heavy. You know, it's, I got, I went through a really rough divorce about three years ago. It was really, really bad. And I realized that, you know, whenever you go through some sort of a loss, especially if it's an intimate loss, like, you know, something along those lines, this feeling that I had was just coursing through my body. And, you know, it was very tangible. I could feel it, you know, and it was just, it was a combination of grief and rage and everything like that. You know, And then I kind of realized, you know, because I've been through, you know, different things in life as we all have. And I just thought to myself, it's like, I, I just don't have, I can't go through this again. Mm-hmm. I can't do this again. I just can't. You know, and I went through the whole thing where you just kind of, you know, you lose a lot of weight. You know, you're basically, your body's on an adrenaline high constantly because, you know, it's it's that type of thing. And I realized that, you know, once again, if you look at it in terms of energy, it's like, okay, what's, you know, a lot of people think, okay, what's the opposite of love? And you know, people say hate. I was like, no, that's not it at all. The opposite of love. Love and hate are basically the same thing on a very core level in that they are intense energies focused in a particular direction. Mm-hmm. You know, the opposite of love or hate is apathy. I wasn't there by a long shot, but then I thought I'd just be just sitting somewhere and just literally just dying, you know, just going insane. And then it's like, wait, 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 you know, take your energy back, take your energy back. Cause I realized that every time I was feeling really just depleted or worn out, my mind would wander. What are they doing? What is she doing? What do they do? You know, what's going on? My mind was wandering outside of myself. It's like, and I had to consciously, consciously, tell myself over and over again to take my energy back. And sometimes I even had to say it out loud. Hmm. Yeah. And it, it didn't work. It wasn't like, boom, like, oh, I, I'm healed or anything like that. But what the one thing I noticed is once I consciously took my energy back, that feeling, that feeling of just having a boulder on your chest dissipated for like five, ten seconds, mm-hmm. you know. But I realized, wow, this is this is something. I, 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 and it got to the point where I was like, okay, I really have to be conscious of taking my energy back and not sending that energy out to people or things that would be destructive for me. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of a very eye-opening thing, once again, the whole energy thing of just where to put my energy and where to put my consciousness and try to focus that back either on myself or doing things that would make me feel stronger, feel better that would uh, empower me or, you know, people around me or friends, loved ones, things like that, instead of subconsciously focusing on things that were killing me. Yeah. And that was a pretty powerful realization for me. It took me some time, obviously, but, you know, because, you know, healing always takes time, but it was a break that I really needed. Mm -hmm. And I found that once I was able to direct the energy where I wanted it to go instead of unconsciously just letting it fly anywhere, you know, controlling my thoughts, controlling my energies, things like that. I could put my energy, the energy of grief or whatever, into a performance and have it be something that really, instead of just raging, I could actually use that energy because the energy is going. Right. Where you put it is up to you. It's going. It's going, especially when you're on an adrenaline high because of some major tumultuous event in your life. Mm-hmm. it's going to come there. You know, you just got to figure out where to put it. Now, 
of course, you know, there are times you know, you're going to have to grieve. You're going to have to be sad. You know, you know, healing hurts, you know, yeah. that's why it's called healing. You know, you have to heal from something, but that's pretty much the only way we really learn in the long run. And I just felt that once again, I was in a place where I needed to basically listen to the things I've been telling people for the past 25 years. Mm-hmm. And I found it to be really, really helpful. And it wasn't just playing drums. It was just the catharsis of using energy in some sort of a positive way, you know, whether it was, you know, working out, going for a run, going for a walk, you know, listening to music, you know, doing something physical, right? Riding my bike, playing the drums, screaming my heart out, you know, things like that. You know, the energy goes somewhere. Where are you going to put the energy is up to you. If you're going to focus on, you know, letting your imagination run wild as far as negativity, well, then, you know, Mm -hmm. once again, it's on you. But as far as catharsis, as far as letting things go, I think in this society these days, you know, with, with social media being such a permeative thing, on the one hand, you, you have these, this whole narcissistic society that's just saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. Right. Which, you know, I have a lot of nerve saying because I'm a performer. <laughs> and I am saying, look at me, look at me. <laughs> but at the same time, you have people who are so afraid to react or to express simply because they don't want to be thought of as outside the norm. Right. You know, and the norm is becoming very all encroaching these days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it is, it's vulnerable to put yourself out there, especially if it's a point of view or an emotion that is uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but that's really kind of like you're saying, when you go back to the energy of it, we got to be what feels right and we have to be ourselves. And so the vulnerability yeah, is almost always worth it. Yeah. The vulnerability is worth it. I mean, you know, it's like, like a friend of mine told me she lost her husband. And the doctor, you know, can't, you know, her friend was a doctor, came up and said, okay, look, I can give you a shot and I give you a prescription and you'll feel good. But at some point, you're going to have to feel this. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to feel this and go through this. You can either do it now or you can do it later. That's up to you. And, you know, she said, nope, I'll do it now. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I think, you know, you look at this, this media saturated world we live in and you have people who don't understand a lot of folks who aren't engaged in that type of world they don't understand that people like you know like me or even you with your podcast or me being on stage that we have real problems we go through real problems Mm -hmm. we have real troubles we have real worries we you know we feel real pain and things like that everybody goes through it everybody goes through it you know yeah and so i mean i think you know, there's such a there's such a dangerous idolization out there where people tend to put these people on pedestals, and then once they're on a pedestal, the folks who are up on the pedestal say, "Hey, I'm on a pedestal. I must be pretty cool." And then when it falls apart, you know, you know, lives get destroyed. And I, and I think that looking at each other as human beings, and you know, understanding that we all suffer, but we all can be there for one another too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the, you know, one of the things that, that people forget when they kind of go down the spiral of suicide, they think they're all alone. And, you know, you're never really all alone. No, no, you're not. And I think that is, I mean, that's what, that's kind of the extension of fear, right? Feeling the non-connection and feeling distance oh, yeah, yeah. and well, out yeah, of feeling community. Feeling completely cut off from the source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It does take, you have to reach out. 
you can't just bundle yourself in a ball in a closet and say nobody loves me. It's like, well, you got to put yourself out there, you know. Come on, let's go. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't like it, well, it's their problem. Believe me, I've been I've been called every I've been called every good and bad thing possible in my line of work. Mm-hmm. And you know, and the bad things really hurt. Yeah. And the good things they make you feel good, but it's very temporary because people don't know who you are. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's what you you it's what you think of yourself. It'll help you through the long run because if you can't be the best self you can be, then you can't be the best self for your family, for your friends, for people around you, for the, for the world around you. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that one of my rock and roll shows is going to change the world or anything like that. But you know what? It might open somebody's eyes to maybe a possibility that they didn't think of. You know, I, I get these people sometimes who come up and they'll say, "Man, your music saved my life," or "Your show saved my life," or this, you know. And it's like, ah, no, I didn't. I didn't do it. All I did was remind you that you had the possibility inside yourself. Mm. Or all I did was remind you of what you were capable of. So, mm, that's gorgeous. and that's really all it is. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really what it. That's really what it all is. You know. Yeah, it's a point of that's connection I mean. too. It's a point of connection, and it's also taking that leap of faith. There you go. There you go. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, and I love what you've said, too, about the, uh, what, about even people who are out there that maybe somebody is idolizing or says, hey, look what a great life they have, that really oh, yeah. mm-hmm. we're all, we all go through it, and that's really kind of the heart of, of what this show is even, I mean, yeah, we have joy, and how do we jumpstart it, but, like, also realizing there's some times you're going to have to choose it, and it's going to hurt, and you're going to have to work for it. Oh, yeah. You guys are working on a new album or a volume yes, two of your your greatest hits. Yes, we are. How's it going, mm-hmm, and, yeah. and when can people expect it out? Uh, it's kind of like our greatest misses, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're going to put "I Believe" on it. Uh, I believe uh, we've got uh, some songs that have gone really well live that I just never liked the recorded versions to. Belly, so sad about me. Um, uh, the Avenue, I believe. Like I said, uh, I'm hoping to get it out. By the end of April or early May, in time for uh, New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, we've got a really nice slot playing at the Jazz and Heritage Festival Saturday, May 5th in New Orleans. It's going to kick off some summer touring, so people should be able to find it at the beginning of May. Awesome. And it'll be called, the name of the band is Volume 2. Awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And are you guys headed back to California at all on your tour? I hope so. I hope so. You know, a, a lot of stuff's being decided right now, I think. We're looking at like a couple of festival offers and things like that. Just, you know, a lot of it has to, you have to figure out if it's going to work financially or not. That's all. Totally. So hopefully, yes. You know, so hopefully, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. We'd love to see you. Please come back. <laughs> I'd love to be seen. <laughs> yeah. um, well, do you have time for two last questions that I ask everybody? Sure, 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 okay. sure, 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 sure. So um, where have you seen resistance come up in your life and how have you overcome it? Easy. Resistance has come up in my life. The biggest resistance I've ever met in my life is when I forget to do one simple thing, Mm. to have faith in myself, to trust my intuition. You know, whenever I forget to do that, my life turns into like a a freeway pylon. It's just crap because I forget I had that connection that we all have. And I forget to listen to the voices sometimes that say, hey, this isn't good for you or, hey, this is a good idea. Do this, you know. I find that when I listen to my intuition, 
and you know, you know, you have to practice to see what's intuition and what's ego, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, when I listen to my intuition, it never steers me wrong. Mm. And when I don't listen to it, I have to find my way back to it, you know. And that just comes in faith, you know, with faith in myself. And now when I say faith in myself, I'm not talking about thinking that I'm the bee's knees or anything like that. You know, it's, it's, you know, you have to have enough faith in yourself to understand that you have the ability to learn, you know, and learning is you know, the main reason we're here, I think. So, mm-hmm. but every time I've stumbled in my life, it's when I've forgotten to trust myself. Yeah. I like it. I like, I like that yeah. observation because I think it's so core and so like relatable. Yeah. And then my last question is, uh, what are three ways that you can think of to jumpstart joy in your life, in the world, or in other people's lives? Three ways, huh? <laughs> you can cut it short if you want. <laughs> oh, I can make it longer. I've been I've been kind of uh, yappy on this whole thing. It's such a simple question, but it's not that I don't have any answers, that I have so many answers. Um, <laughs> when it comes to your life, you know, what we were talking about earlier, either love what you do or find a way to do what you love, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and you know, people think that's easy because I'm a musician. It's just actually, it's a very kind of um, unsteady lifestyle, and a lot of times, the main thing I found in it is my joy and my love of doing it. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that kind of has gotten me through some of the hard parts. So find a way to love what you do. If you can't do what you love, find a way to love what you do. Faith in yourself and faith in your ability to learn, and just you know understanding that, you know, life is what you make it. Every once in a while, we'll play like an all-ages show or something, and there'll be like some kids. I'll pull the kid who, you know, who looks like he's having a rough go of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Not the muscular, athletic kid or something like that, or the pretty girl. I'll get the kid with the big glasses and the big teeth, mm-hmm. who, you know, who's really taken in by the moment. You know, I'll get him up there, and it's like, this is your chance to be a rock star, you know? <laughs> You know, I'll tell the kid before they play drums, it's like, now look, yeah. Now this, this drum, this song is going to be like life and life is whatever you choose to make it. You know, you're not a victim. You're not this. You're not that. It's whatever you choose to make it. And yeah, I really believe that. You know, I believe that, that life truly is what you make it. And, you know, there are a lot of days, you know, just like anybody when, you know, I'm in a crappy mood and you have to pull yourself out and say, okay, get out of this. Change, change your energy, change your vibe, change your feeling, you know, and joy is so, joy is so easily attainable, but it's a hard choice to make Mm. for a million different reasons. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, (laughs) it totally does. Yeah, it is. And it's one of the hardest choices to make some days. I mean, that's undeniable. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, I mean, that's kind of it. I'd say, you know, like uh, find a way to, to love what you do. Trust your intuition and, you know, and make the choice. Mm. Just make the choice. Get off your ass. Make the choice. Whatever it is, you know. Mm. And by joy, it's not going to be always happy, happy, joy, joy. It can be just a kind of simple, deep satisfaction that comes from breathing through your belly, you know. Mm-hmm. If you breathe deep through your belly for long enough, you're going to laugh because, you know, that's where the real air is. So, <laughs> Brad, thank you so much for joining me. This is great. Um, yeah, let's do it again sometime. Yeah. 
And there you have it. Thank you, Fred, for being my guest and for exploring the nuances of joy with me this week. If you want to find out more about Fred or Cowboy Mouth, you can find them at cowboymouth.com. But if you want to find all sorts of links, including the books that we talked about and links to specific albums, you can find all of that at the show notes for this episode at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash Fred LeBlanc. He spells his last name L-E-B-L-A-N-C. And I want to make sure that you guys tune in to the very end and I'm going to be able to play just like Fred promised. I'll be playing, I believe, from the album Fearless at the very end after I sign off. So stay tuned for that because it really is such a good song. This month's lineup of guests is so exciting. Next week, I'm doing a solo cast all about retreat planning. It's a topic I am so passionate about. I just can't wait to share some of my background with all of you guys. Then the following week, Julia Samuel, who is a psychotherapist who works with grief and bereavement, is joining me to talk about her brand new book, Grief Works. She is from the UK and was friends with Princess Diana, and it was just, <laughs> I love this conversation so much. Then I also have stylist Rain Parvis. She will be joining me to talk about personal style and why I can't let go of a pair of shoes I bought in Boston 20 years ago little hint it has nothing to do with the new kids on the block i also have a new addition to the friendpreneur series it will be an interview with fellow coach and recent author laura heacock and now here's i believe by fred leblanc and cowboy mouth Restlessness inside your worried mind How you think you're ever gonna get ahead When you feel so far behind Step inside this endless moment For a subtle touch of grace I've always found my strength inside the act of faith I believe in the spirit of rock and roll In the eternal strength of the immortal soul Occasionally misbehave And all that you get is all that you gave I believe in the power of love Little boy staring out a windowsill To a world that doesn't care Everybody around is so much bigger They don't even know he's there That one day he's gonna grow to be a man And maybe then they'll see That he'll provide the hope and care for the family Power of love. I have got to take the best of 
gotta take a chance That you can't live your life just listening to cans Cause the thrill of the falls, part of the thrill of the dance I believe in the power of love I believe that we're never really all alone Cause there's so much more than anything we've known New Orleans is always gonna be my home 